Welcome back, and this time on How Malcolm X Changed the World, we will be going over chapters 5, 6, and 7. This will be our fourth episode with your host, Grayson Keefe, and your executive producer, Grayson Keefe. So let's jump right into it. In chapter 5, Malcolm discusses his tough journey, and he gets a job on the train cleaning dishes and as a bus boy he ends up sleeping and eating on the bus and like work or on the train and working there full time until he can save up enough money to when he moves to New York specifically in Harlem when he moves to Harlem he now has no job but he did have some money saved up from when he worked on the train so he was able to buy an apartment in a brothel which sounds a little strange but this was the only thing that he could afford at the time. And he has his brother, Ruthio, there, which is like his main supporter at the time because all of his family is in the foster care system still. At this time, Malcolm's about 30 years old, and he is lost in life still, not knowing what he really wants to do. He starts to roll with gangsters and a pimp who like runs the prostitution brothel. And he ends up finding out that he killed one of his family members. This leads to many dramas throughout Malcolm's time in the brothel. And he ends up leaving the brothel in Harlem with his little brother. In chapter 6, Malcolm ends up seeing the wealthier side of New York City, not just Harlem. In this upper class New York City... Malcolm learns that there's more differences between just blacks and whites. There is, it's not just the racial conflicts. He sees the wealth differences and the social differences as well. When he's in New York, he sees a lot about activism and riots. This is when he really starts to get involved in his movements about Islamic rights and black rights. He's very power he's a very powerful speaker at this time. He is in lots of public rallies and lots of public events. And he teaches his little brother how to do this as well, although his little brother isn't as enthusiastic about it as he is. But he this really helps him grasp the idea between like the world society and it's more than just black and white. It's a lot more than just black and white. In chapter seven, Malcolm goes on with his activism, I guess you could say. And Malcolm goes over, like, he goes on a tour around all the different, like, suburbs of New York. The What are they called? Boroughs. The different boroughs in New York. And he's spreading his message about love and peace. And he's just met with all these hateful comments and hateful arguments and hateful people who are just out to, like, go against his main message, which really crushes him. Also, Malcolm discovers that he has a voice... An, a voice that can touch many sick people. Malcolm starts visiting hospitals and like trauma patients. And, oh, I meant terminally ill patients. It's like a make a wish. Have you ever heard of a make a wish kid? How uh, they get like one like wish to talk to someone like famous or special to them. Malcolm went around to like these terminally ill kids and their families and talked to them and gave them support and hope, which is all they needed at the time. And this is where chapter seven ends. So I have three questions today I'd like to go over, one from each of the chapters. My question from chapter five is, 
why did Malcolm get the train on the train job, and what about it did he like so much? Well, Michael Malcolm talks about in the book, he really likes that it pays extremely well because it's a full time gig, and he's living and sleeping on the train, and which it does include room and board and food. He's living his life on the train for a year or two, and he was able to save up a lot of money. So this was good for his future, which we'll talk about next. In chapter six. My question would be, why did he choose to move to Harlem? Well, Harlem is actually where Malcolm grew up. And Malcolm felt a deep connection with the community there. But he also saw lots of the problems with the world in Harlem. And he really wanted to try to fix the situation there. And the third question I have for Chapter 7 is, after Malcolm's experience in the ghetto and then moving to the upper-class New York area, what changed about his views between black and white society? Before, he felt like black and white was just a skin color and there wasn't a lot of differences between them. However, it was very comparative afterwards. He felt the need to synthesize with other white people. He did actually start to reach out with like white protesters and black protesters, and he tried to bring everybody together in the middle and meet for peace. Because this is what Malcolm believed at the time would like save his home community of Harlem. And this is all I have for you today on the third episode, or the fourth episode, of How Malcolm X Changed the World. This is your host, Grayson Keith, signing out. And as a little sneak peek into the next episode, we will be covering Malcolm X's odd jobs in chapter 8 and 9. He talks about many of the odd jobs he had to pick up throughout Harlem to continue living just above poverty.